1: Today on Drinks with Binks, we celebrate 100 episodes of drinking and binking. Thank you so much for listening, Mom. And I guess that means I've had 100 drinks at work, so yay me. And what better guest to have on today than a man who can help us also celebrate the most wonderful time of the year, the NHL playoffs, and that's ESPN's John Buccigrass. We discuss NHL coming back to ESPN, the secret behind picking a winner in the Bucci Overtime Challenge, and who he thinks Thinks we'll hoist the cup. We're sipping on some Irish whiskey. This is Drinks of Thanks. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and this is our 100th episode. I quite literally cannot believe that we have done 100 episodes. Probably 99 of them from my apartment. It has been one heck of a ride thank you so much for drinking and binkin alongside with us and what better way to celebrate the 100th episode than by talking about the best time of the season that of course is the nhl playoffs and before you change the channel just acknowledge it maybe even if you do not like the good old hockey game you have to give it some respect put some respect on that name or whatever uh you know rodney dangerfield said in caddyshack uh the fact is that the nhl playoffs is a bloodbath and it has not disappointed this year. And so this is just perfect timing for our guest here today. I'm so thrilled to have on someone that you know well, if you are a hockey fan, you're a fan of sports, but also one of my good friends. And that is none other than ESPN's John Bucci Gross. And I want to, first of all, Bucci, thank you so much for joining us. It is great to see you again, but also toast to the fact that you guys, NHL on ESPN yeah. is back. And we are rocking and rolling so cheers to you my friends thanks my friend's so much for joining for us he- here today <laughs> i love it yes let's get that whiskey oh mm. so so, 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 good. Whew, good. Man, so you must feel when you heard the news of the nhl coming back to espn <laughs> huh, what was that like
2: Oh, it was like, you know, we've had some rumblings for actually a couple years out that looked pretty good, and then a couple months out, i heard that it was gonna happen you know the announcements coming in february all those canadian friends out there and they know they know everything uh, get yourself a good <laughs> canadian friend if you want to know what's going on with the hockey so uh yeah but you never know you know it's like the birth of a child it's a lot of things when it actually happens you can prepare all you want and you can uh, think about it all you want and you can know it's going to happen hey they're inducing next thursday at four but it's- <laughs> So different when it becomes official, the baby's here, baby, and uh or the announcement is here. So yeah, it was a great day. The outpouring from socially, especially social media from people. I think it probably blew away our executives. I don't think they had any idea there was this pent up nostalgia and excitement that those four letters can bring. Uh especially kind of that little engine that could league like Mm -hmm. the NFL is. You know, they they scrap and they battle. So it it means something. And like I said, I think it was bigger than they thought. It was a little bigger than I thought, too. I knew it would infuse the whole league, players, fans. It's just I just knew it would. Uh, But it was – definitely exceeded expectations
1: we hope to see you doing play-by-play on espn's coverage of nhl because you've been doing it for the last couple years a lot of college hockey of course and you know we're with hockey fans and and i've seen this when canada changed the rights with cbc and Sportsnet and tsn and all this kind of stuff hockey fans um you're not reinventing the wheel with the rights but you want to maybe Add things or change with the times, or I don't know what. Everything yeah. is, is moving at such a high speed these days. Yeah. What do you expect? Uh, how do you think ESPN is going to make this unique, if
2: at all? That's a good question. Really good question. Um, you know, we tend to keep it pretty solid. You know, whether it's our college football coverage, our game presentations, or the network uh, takes great pride in that, uh, just to do a good job for the viewer. You know. Um, you don't know, there's a lot of these camera angles have become established, whether it's football, whether it's hockey. And the reason why is because they're good. It's the best angle. Uh, you don't have to, you know, I like, I always like perspective. I always uh, get kind of perturbed when after a team wins or a no hitter or a championship, I feel like directors get too tight on the action. They get, they, they mm. like tight shots. I think they think like Scorsese and stuff like that. I like perspective. I like wide shots. I wanna look at multiple things. I wanna kind of take it in. Sometimes I think they get too tight. So I don't expect too much. You know, obviously we're getting more data, those kinds of things. I always like the NASCAR arrows when cars come around the corner. I think we're seeing Mm. hockey broadcast implement. Maybe not when the game's on. but notice that too. Yeah, right before the face-off, I like the arrows. I like, and when I do play-by-play for college, like you mentioned, I like saying who's on the ice. This line's on the ice. These are the two D pair, just to give you perspective. And then I don't Mm -hmm. really do radio call ping-pong call but I do like to say who's out there because it's hard to tell sometimes in hockey because obviously they change on the fly um and a lot of some players are behind the play so I like doing that I like that setup graphically that you can show who's on the ice but for the most part man you know between the tackles as they say you know three yards in a cloud of dust it's, it's a great game as it is it's a great televised game I always thought that um line that it's it's a great game in person not so much on tv and like i've always thought it was a great game on tv since i was a kid i know standard (laughs) definition on my parents furniture console tv you know and then with high definition obviously it's much better big giant 55 60 70 80 inch tvs even better so i think it's a great television game and it's two hours you know how long it is during the regular season Mm -hmm. not baseball it's not forever even football college football is three and a half four hours long until Mm -hmm. the playoffs but regular season you know the window (laughs) it's
1: solid and it's good yeah it's uh, it's so exciting and you mentioned you know even watching it on tv watching and we're shooting this on a monday but the fact that the oilers and the jets went to overtime last night and i was like man it sounds so wild there but it's like there's no fans like it just it just even i mean it it felt wild obviously they had really good crowd noise but it just it the game still works is is what we're saying it does but (laughs) what you are busy with all the time especially now with so many overtimes as we mentioned is the bucci overtime challenge which has become huge it is massive um first of all like where would you want to take like could you make this a show do you think like could this be it probably it this has potential
2: yeah, I think you're. It, it, I can't believe the legs it's had. I thought it would fade by now. Um, even the name, Bucci Overtime Challenge, is so clunky. If if I'd gone, you know, nine years ago when I started this, and went to a focus group or some sort of a uh, think tank. They probably would have come up with something shorter and different. But I think that's part of the appeal. It's just very literal. It's kind of. It's just almost like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. I did it on a whim. And then I said, maybe I'll start giving away some t-shirts and then selling them on the side. And people can buy one if they want just a small thing. Then it kind of grew into this thing. And I've added hashtag college hockey as well. but, yeah, there's probably a gambling aspect to it, you know, whether it's
1: definitely
2: Definitely. You could play for 99 cents in states that it's legal and give away cash. You're right. And I, actually, the show part's actually, I thought about doing, I'm glad you said that, like after an overtime game or a multiple game, go on IG Live. and Just talk about the overtime. Yeah. You reveal the winners on IG Live or something or some other, you know, platform. So, yeah, it probably has potential. I'm not real smart on sitting around the corner. You know, maybe you I'm You sure. definitely
1: gotta bring it in, you know, with all this new live to play gaming stuff, like with ESPN, when you guys have the rights, have it like, oh, everyone put in your picks right now. You know, get that in there. Also trade you obviously trademarked it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you trademarked it. Okay, good. You own the rights to this. Uh I will not trademark it during this commercial break. Um <laughs> I have a question for you on how you now if maybe if you've learned anything about what to look for in terms of picking your overtime winners. We'll have that on the other side of Drinks of Things with John Bougie, guys. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, welcome back into Drinks With thanks for our 100th episode. I'm JSB alongside ESPN's John Butcher Guys, we're sipping on a little Irish whiskey here today because why not? It's NHL playoffs, baby. Mm-hmm. Red rest.
2: It was either that or green spot, which someone told me about. I'm looking forward to trying the green spot, but we're going red We've well, got some
1: 12. very interesting options here. I'm a bourbon guy.
2: I'm a bourbon guy, neat, but I just got into these Irish whiskeys. Actually, I read Wright Thompson's book, Pappy Land, about you know, the whole Ooh. Pappy Van uh, Winkle kind of craze. And uh, his drink, Julian uh, Van Winkle, is his Red Breast 12. That's his go to after dinner okay. drink. So I'm going to try that. And I love it.
1: That's good to know. I, I got to read that book. I, I've been told by other guests um, about Wright Thompson's. I mean, woman. I'll read anything, uh, about him,
2: but it's really good.
1: I um, was mentioning beforehand, we were talking about the Bucci Overtime Challenge, and um, whenever it happens, like, uh, whenever overtime happens, my boyfriend and I are like, okay, we got to get our picks in, like, right now. What I look at is time on ice for the most part, because I think, well, then these guys are going to most likely be on the ice, more likelihood to score, da-da-da-da. What have you found to be any kind of analytic that Hmm. helps in terms of, figuring out your overtime winners?
2: I think certainly you could probably look at a trend, a guy who's, you know, even just basic shots on goal, ice time, like you said, especially from the forward group. But but really, as we have come to understand, it's pretty random. It's a random event. Because it could go two overtimes, coaches can't just shorten the bench like a five-minute regular season overtime when you know the fourth line's not gonna play. So uh, that's why it translates so well to the postseason. People want me to do regular season Bucci overtime challenge, but obviously it's three-on-three. Three. It's a different game. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and often often a game goes to a shootout, then the game kind of fizzles. But it's really a random event. You know, Gordie Howe, Mark Messier, but uh, I think Mario Lemieux, and even Ovi don't have an overtime playoff goal. Wow! You know? So it's picking that sixth defenseman or that fifth defenseman mm. because if Ovi scores 500 people on my, you know, I search. I, I tell people use the hashtag because I do it for the search bar. I put in a hashtag bootstrapped challenge with the name of the goal scorer, then all the winners come up. That's how I find them. Um, so if you pick Ovi, there's going to be 700 people that have Ovi. But if you take Nick Schultz, that might be 42. So now your odds are much better. And like I said, it's really the they really both have the same, it's pretty much the same chance of scoring. Now, obviously, not over a, a career or a season, but in one playoff game. Mm-hmm pretty even when you're rolling four and using 3-D pair. Now, uh, certainly top two line, top two D pair, maybe there's evidence yeah. that you're better off doing that. But again, the pool was smaller the more random dude you take.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, as just a little note, I picked Alec Martinez in the 2014 Stanley wow. Cup playoffs, and everyone in the, in the media one room was like, who picked Alec Martinez? I was like, I did because it was just random at that moment, and of course he ended up winning. Um, and I—that's I my biggest accomplishment, other than the telly, of which is right there. But let's move on to the NHL. We want to get into these playoffs. Um, what's your favorite storyline so far? This is a Monday. We know that both the Blues or excuse me, the blues. Yeah, the blues have gone home. The ABS and the Bruins have moved on so far.
2: Yeah, you know, I kind of—you uh, know—I like the Nathan McKinnon storyline. Stealth would he be the first player taken in a league-wide NHL draft Um, if every player became available? Uh, He's an absolute wagon. That team is loaded. And the team with the most best players usually win. I know we like to dive deep into numbers and stuff, but they might have the most best players. And that team usually wins. Do they have the goalie? We'll find out. Vegas winning a cup so soon. I think they're a great model on how all sports leagues should treat expansion teams. Mm-hmm. These are paying half a billion dollars or more. Let them be good right away. You wouldn't open up a Starbucks and let roaches on the floor. Like, you wouldn't do that. You mm-hmm. want them to succeed. And so you, you want, you look at Atlanta. Poor Atlanta with the flames and the thrashes. Hockey will never work in Atlanta because the team sucked. They always did. And so there was no chance it was going to work. So uh, I think they're a great model, and it would be very interesting. Marc-Andre Fleury, again, that would put him in a pantheon if somehow he leads them to a cup, which I think he could. And really the Maple Leafs, I love Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I think they have what it takes to be champions. Matthews is the best goal scorer in the NHL, and I like him personally. I root for him. And so I just wonder, though, if the Leafs aren't quite there yet um to try to deal with that. I don't know
1: I think I, I unbiasedly think that the Leafs are probably there um <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh so that considering the Leafs crazy. come out of the North who are the three other teams in your final four knowing that we have to go to break soon
2: uh, you know I'm gonna go Leafs Bruins well because I, <laughs> I can't figure out what the points down was <laughs> Colorado actually Colorado would play Boston right if those two make it so I'd probably go Although that final four yeah so yeah I think I go Boston Colorado um, Tampa and Toronto.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Toronto definitely not going to be able to get out of that final four, but what a final four that would be. We've got a whole <laughs> lot more to come with John Bucicross from ESPN. This is Drinks of Banks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. I'm going back to Drinks some things 100 episodes in the books who would have ever thought we would have lasted that long especially in pandemic but we did it yellow and we have john bucci grass on to help celebrate
2: can I, say, mm. can, I say can I say something i'm a big fan of the fubo with my hotel plastic cup here i uh, i cut the cord i cut the car cu- i cut the cord i got the fubo and it's like made for bucci I I swear, it's it's the streaming service made for Bucci. I could not, it's like 10 stars. I couldn't be more pleased. The app on my phone- is great. The app on my phone is unbelievable. It never not works. I love, I am so pro-Fubo.
1: This is amazing. Now, this is our first commercial that we have created for Fubo that we did not have to pay for. It was just, it was an organic commercial.
2: I did not tell you I was gonna say that. You didn't know I had, the Fubo.
1: No, that was great. The Fubo is numero uno.
2: I yeah. love the orange app icon on my phone of the Fubo. It always makes me happy.
1: Great. Okay. Well, I hope that bought me some brownie points with uh, the CEO and the boss. Okay. Well, we are- No,
2: but bought me some actual brownies. You can mail them to ESPN or brownies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of ESPN, you're heading to Sports Center later on today. We know that this is Kenny Mayne's last day. You're coming on to do the show right after he will finish his final show. We yeah. know that this is a business, but we know that we get to know people like family. What kind of uh, emotions do you kind of feel around just him now leaving?
2: Yeah, it's kind of multifaceted. You know, you think about your own career mortality, knowing that it can end at any time. You got to be prepared. Um, obviously when I make friends, I don't let go of people. Like once you're my friend, like you're my friend forever. I don't have, I never had any grudges or fallouts with all my friends going back to kindergarten. In fact, uh, my my best friend from kindergarten to fifth grade, a guy named Greg Steve, Then I moved to Ohio from Pennsylvania and life goes on. And I think we might've reconnected once a million years later, but now our sons are college roommates and they're both named Jack. It's like funny as life like that, you know, but I just, I just eventually stayed in touch and stayed in touch and stayed in touch. So I just, you know, and in this business, as you know, you make friends and there's so many. one of the best parts of the business is meeting cool, interesting people. And Kenny's certainly one of them. So yeah, you think about, you know, the, his trepidation going out in the world now, I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, but you think about your own career mortality and the people leaving the place you work at, you know, I've been there, I'll be there 25 years in October. So a lot of people have wow. been gone. So yeah, you, you, You have that morning period where you don't see those people every day. And I'll just miss the Bucci main icon when we come up on a sports center. Normally on sports center, the person with seniority sits screen left. So that person left, back in the day, they took it very seriously. I've never taken it seriously. But no, that's my chair. I've been here longer than you. Uh, But Kenny, I had to convince him, Kenny, I need to sit in that chair. So when they put the graphics up, they could put Bucci main. So, the kids kind of get a chuckle out of that. You know, the over 50 crowd doesn't know what Gucci Mane, who Gucci Mane is, but the you know, the, the younger kids do. So, Gucci Mane, for the joke, let me sit in that chair. And he was always cool.
1: I love that.
2: If I believe he shows up, no, he sits in that chair.
1: No, yeah, definitely not. I'd be like, I need to sit in this chair because my face is not symmetrical. So, that's just a different issue. You want yeah, your better
2: side. Uh, yeah
1: i'm like sitting on person whatever side looks best but um no you made a, a great point there and also the fact you did mention your son who is a golfer um indiana university at pennsylvania is is we've been looking at golf we just saw phil do everything phil a pga championship you think your son could uh maybe make it uh on the pga tour someday
2: i don't know no man passion. that's a that's a people don't realize what an athlete <laughs> phil is what a freak he is um, it's uh, people don't really, that's the one sport, or maybe it's every sport, where people think they're closer to them. Like, back in the day at ESPN, a lot of us joined the same golf club here in Connecticut, like 15, 20 of us when we first started, you know, going back to Mike Greenberg and everybody back then. And, and I was a, I was probably the best of the lot by a little bit. Ooh. And I was at my peak when I was a pretty good player, like a 1-2 handicap, could shoot around par, occasionally in the 60s. I remember Greeny saying to me, Pucci, you, you should go on the Champions Tour I think you got a shot. And it's like, you know, they have no idea how far away that is. It's like not even close. In fact, I hosted a couple of ESPN events. We, We went to Cabo, and it was like a zero handicap against Chris DeMarco, and like a nine handicap against Tom Watson. And they gave them the strokes tom gave him a stroke a hole and Marco gave this one handicap a couple They blew him away it was like the, the, the match was over after eight holes it wasn't the greatest television show for christmas day but uh so that's how it, it's a it's a huge gap it's a it's it's like almost lottery stuff it's almost lottery odds you know and so i hope jackson hurts, but you know be prepared for have a backup plan
1: yes well i mean yeah especially with sports uh you know nothing is is given yeah. but uh Kenny Mayne did hit the fifty-foot eagle putt. You did. I saw that happen. So before, I, I know that we have to go to break. I'm getting that, but just one name: Who is the best golfer, ESPN or ESPN alum, in your
2: mind? Well, on air, it would be me. I yeah. Off air, there's probably some young ripper snappers who probably could get me now, but uh, it wasn't a deep pool. It wasn't a deep pool, Jake. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was. A lot of hackers, a lot of weed whackers. Just
1: bottom bagging everyone out there. But you got to vote for yourself. That's what they say. Got to vote for your, yourself.
2: I have to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, truth. We're just, we always tell the truth here on Drinks of Things. Okay. We got to take a time out. We'll be back with a whole lot more with John Bucci from ESPN. Don't go anywhere.
0: whoa Hey, this is John Cooper, head coach of your Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, and I just had drinks with banks.
1: Subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all social media at Fubo Sports. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and drinking here with ESPN's John Bucigras. And Bucci, before he let you go, you hinted at it earlier, but who is going to win the cup?
2: I'm going to stick with Tampa. JSB you know I love Colorado but I just wonder with Vasilevsky Headman Kucherov three Hall of Famers at each layer I gotta go with the bolts
1: yes bolts and our friend of the show John Cooper who is Legend. also a whiskey fan
2: so- Legend. love Coop he'll drop in every once in yep. a while on the text totally random non-hockey always good to hear from him
1: Coop is like the most Non-coach coach because he's I'm the right. longest tenured coach in the NHL, but he's also like a super cool guy. So oh. I think that means you win the cup, but I don't know anything at all. This is Where can we find you next?
2: Turn that frown upside down. Uh, you know, <laughs> just doing the Sports Center. I appear every now and then over the summer. Then again, hopefully, uh, the NHL once it comes to ESPN this October only 5 months away. Like people don't realize next season's 5 months away. Yeah. So I really just want to immerse myself in hockey, NHL, college hockey. Hope I can still do the Frozen Forts in Boston next year, which is a great hockey city. I'm uh, going to Vegas in a couple years which I can't wait. So yeah, I just I want to be all hockey all the time until I walk out that door.
1: Yeah, well, we wanna see you be all hockey all the time. Fingers crossed that you are doing tons of it next season on ESPN. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And guys, you know where to find us and all of our episodes are, I cannot believe we've had 100 episodes. I've had a hundred drinks. Over the course of two years, not just in like a week, but that, that's the old me. You can find all of our old episodes on uh, YouTube at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming.